One of my business besties recently told me something that aligns perfectly with today's episode. She says, every problem in business is a people problem. And seriously, this is so correct in so many ways. Need more clients? That's a people problem. Overwhelmed with your work? That's a lack of people problem. Too busy working in your business versus on your business? That's a lack of delegating to the people for helping you with your people problem. I am chatting with Ryan Naylor from Viva HR about how you are hurting your business and your marketing by not having your dream team in place. Stay tuned. It is time for the Marketing for Your Boring Business Facebook Live show and podcast. Welcome to Marketing for Your Boring Business presented by All-in-One Social Media, where marketing professionals and industry leaders discuss what you can do to help your message get seen in a cluttered newsfeed. Join us each week to learn more about social media, online marketing, trending topics, and tips to grow your online marketing efforts. Now, here's your host, Desiree Martinez. Welcome to the Marketing for Your Boring Business Facebook Live show and podcast. Like the introduction says, I am Desiree, your hostess with almost the mostest. Uh, We are here every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific time. And if you are watching this over on Facebook, do me a favor. Type the word boring right now into the comment section so that you can subscribe to the show and get notified when we go live every single Tuesday. And hey, if you're over on YouTube or watching on your favorite podcast platform, make sure you subscribe so that you get this show every single week. If you are watching us live, thank you so much for everyone that is here, whether you're watching the replay, thank you as well. If you have any questions about hiring or anything that has to do with finding your right team, I want you to leave those questions in our comment section and Ryan and I will make sure that we address them, whether it is live or on the replay. So speaking of Ryan, I'm going to tell you all about our awesome guest that we have today. Ryan is the founder and CEO of a recruitment marketing software company called Viva HR. Ryan has been in the recruiting software space for 10 years and has helped over 100,000 people land new employment. After running a job board, localwork.com, Ryan was able to take what he had learned and apply it to the recruiting software to help small businesses compete for talent against bigger and more powerful competition. Welcome to the show, Ryan. It is awesome to have you. It's great to be here. Thank you. All right. I'm dying to know, how is it, walk us through the story about how finding the right job for someone has become so important for you. Well, back in 2012, um, when the unemployment rate was at double digits, my company, we had a marketing agency at the time, and we would build custom software. And we really saw an opportunity where we could take the top, say, 20% of our time and apply it towards a passion project, helping people get new jobs. A lot of our founding members of our team, we really identified our core values is family, friends first. Mm-hmm. And to live true to that, we realized that family, the family unit is super important to us. And next to cancer, next to major illness, the thing that's most destructive to the family unit is unemployment. It's underemployment. It's not feeling comfortable about kind of what you're doing for your work. It's not making the right money to to match your expenses. So we built localwork.com as a platform to really help people uh, find the right job. And, uh, and it really turned into this passion project has been so motivating and fulfilling, uh, to be able to see people on a regular basis and the lives that we've been able to impact by just helping them find the right fit and the right job. 
That is truly amazing. In fact, I know Ryan back from his local work days. We sort of had some alignment at the time working in Phoenix. I was working for this company at the time that was helping people get certification and then finding jobs. And they did a lot of work with local work. And I always loved how genuinely Ryan cared for every single person that talked to him because he just wants to help people. So he is really going to be the best person for us to talk to today. Real quick, though, before we do this, we're going to show a little bit of love for our sponsor, which is Sendable. Today, we're talking about how the right team members are going to make or break your business. The same thing can be said about having the right tools to market your business. There is a lot that you need to be doing when it comes to marketing your business, including creating content, managing it, tracking it, and more. And that is why Sendable is going to be the best solution for you. Sendable allows for you to bulk schedule posts to all of the major social networks, upload videos to YouTube, Instagram, and more. And now you can even create your own graphics with Sendable's image editor tool. You can also monitor your social media comments and posts, schedule blogs, Again, YouTube videos and so much more. This is the official social media software of the All-in-One social media team. I have been testing social media software for nine years. I always come back to Sendable because it truly is the easiest and most comprehensive tool on the market. So make sure you grab your 30-day free trial in the link in the description down below. Now, if you are just joining us, today we are talking with Ryan Naylor about how hiring can help you grow and market your business. If you are watching us on Facebook, make sure you type boring into the comment section now so you can subscribe to our show, which is going to remind you when we are live every week. And of course, if you're watching over on YouTube or on a podcast, make sure you hit that subscribe button. All right, we're going to bring Ryan back on here. Okay, Ryan. So talk to me. I'm having a little issue here. There we go. Uh, why is having the right team so important for the success of any business? Well, it's a loaded question. Um, the, and the thing that's really important to understand is when you're hiring employees, chances are they're never going to have the same passion that you do as the business owner. They're just not, and they're not expected to, right? You're taking a lot, a lot of risk. It's a passion project. There's there's probably a lot of things that lead up to the decision to be, to be, to be self-employed and start a business and run it. The employees, they're going to really start off as looking at as a job. They need a job, and so they're applying to everything that they can find. And they land upon your job, and after a few months, as business owners, we assume they should be as passionate about it as we are. And they're not, and it's unrealistic to expect that. And that's okay. Here's the problem. We feel hostage to our employees. Employers and self-employed people continually feel hostage to their employees. We accept mediocrity because we're scared of the other kind of unknown territory that we might go into if we let them go. And a lot of times as business owners, I find myself in the same boat. We start to bend rules. We start to look the other way, or we don't accept them hitting their major milestones because the what if. Well, what if next month they do better? What if next quarter they're able to hit that big sale that they've been promising that they're going to deliver? Chances are they won't, but what if? And so we drag our heels. And because of that, as business owners, we feel hostage to that. It's an emotional experience. It's emotionally challenging to be able to terminate somebody. So the greatest way that you can build your business is to not feel that way. How do you pull yourself out from feeling hostage? How do you feel yourself from that emotional entrapment 
of the always having the excuse of your employee being late, or there's always a problem and you feel bad because it's heartfelt. Uh, their kids couldn't get to daycare on time. Their dog had to get to the vet because they had a sore foot. There's always an excuse. There's always a purpose and a reason for someone not hitting their goals or milestones. But as a business owner, we need to hold the line. We need to have that compassion inside our heart and find it. And a lot of times the way we do that, the way we can alleviate some of those burdens is by building a bench. And this bench model is nothing new. You see it in every professional sports program out there. You see it on every collegiate athletes pro sports program. You even see it in high school programs. We've all been around it. We're accustomed to it. But a lot of times as small business owners, we don't know how to do it or we don't think we need to do it. But here's, here's the challenge is the most important thing that you can do as a business owner to not feel hostage to your employees. It's extremely simple and everyone forgets to do it. It's building a scorecard. It's identifying the key metrics and performance indicators that are going to drive your business and this function forward. And then reviewing the scorecard on a regular basis. So one of the key questions we get is, well, what is a scorecard? How do we build it? Where do we go? So on Viva HR, we have a bunch of free resources and, and you can go to Viva HR and download a free scorecard template and, and modify it for your needs. But here's the, here's the main components of it. You write down the three quantitative areas that you can measure every employee. Okay. And every employee has quantifiable characteristics. If you're a developer, there's performance expectations. How many times did my quality assurance team have to fix something or send it to you for review? There's always some sort of quantifiable metric. So label three, no more than three, no less than three. You define three. So we, come up with, so we come up with these three metrics about yeah. how do we as business owners decide what those three metrics are? Well, it's based on what do you want this person to perform? What do you want the outcome to be of this role? If this is your first time hiring, chances are you're hiring for an administrative assistant. That's always kind of that first go-to hire is kind of some sort of assistant role, some sort of a marketing role, someone to wear a lot of hats. That can be frustrating because there's so many different little things that you want to do. So you can, the performance metric can be about time to completeness. So you've got some sort of a checklist or project management software, and you say, you're going to accomplish 80% of your tasks on time. And then you measure against it. That's a one scorecard element. And you rate them. Did they achieve it to plan? Did they get 80% to plan, 75% to plan? And that's green, yellow, and orange. And if they get two months in a row where they're in orange, then you start looking to fill off of your bench of people that you've been recruiting for on the side to come in and take over that position. So when we're defining this measuring stick, what do you think, like what is the length of time that we need to assign it? Do you think it's like weekly, monthly? Um, how do we really narrow it in so we know what, what that measurement looks like? You know, the cadence rhythm isn't as important as having a consistent cadence. What okay. I mean by that is some companies might need to review it daily. They might have a position that's so integral into their organization, they feel like they need to review this person and their scorecard daily. And it can be five minutes. Hey, your three scores yesterday were bang, bang, bang. Great. We're on the same page. And they know that you take it seriously. They know that you're holding accountable. Um, 
The second thing is, is, is it's just got to be consistent. So for my team, we review it monthly. Uh, when it's a new hire, we review it weekly for the first two months, and then we schedule it out to be out monthly going forward. That seems to be a good rhythm for our organization. It creates that, that relationship that says, I really value you and I value success. And together we can have a great relationship, but you can't leverage excuses to get past our three important measurables. Mm -hmm. Well, that is a lot, a lot. So let's recap them real quick. One, we need to define what our three metrics are that are important to us as the business that we use at, for each job. The next is we have to do them consistently. And then what was the third thing you said we needed to do? Well, you got to do it consistently, but you, yeah. you've got to be building a bench in the background. So, oh, it's, yeah. so it's kind of like that always be hiring kind of a thing. Exactly. Got yeah. it. All right. So, sorry, I'm just trying to like process what the next question is because I have so many questions that are blowing out of my head. Um, so, let, so let's narrow this down, I guess, down to marketing. So how does hiring, what does hiring have to do with marketing? You had mentioned that usually some of the first hires that people have for their company are going to be around um, marketing or like an assistant. So how is marketing going to help this business grow by hiring that person to take care of it? Well, there's a couple, a crowd creates a crowd, right? Um, and so I believe that true and true. And I think when you're promoting that you're, you're grow, growing, you've got this growth um, cycle, a lot of times you can leverage that to kind of get attention to from a marketing standpoint. For example, uh, a lot of us has fake Facebook pages. One of the quickest way to drum up referrals for those new hires is to build a job post. So we, I mean, obviously we're biased because we use Viva HR, we run it, but we're going to build our job posting in Viva HR. We're going to share that job posting on our Facebook page, on our business Facebook page. And then we're going to simply boost that post for $5 a day across friends of our page and friends of friends. Pretty simple. So we're going to say, okay, everyone that's a friend of our business page, we want them to see our ad. And then we want their friends to see our ad. Five bucks a day. It's a nominal cost. But it's showing like, hey, we're growing. And your core customers, your vendors, your friends in the community, they see that you're hiring. And it creates this impression like, wow, they must be up to a lot of good here. Look at their growth. And when they consistently see that messaging, it starts to create a marketing presence that there's some success behind it. Now, obviously, since I run a marketing agency, I'm a little biased against people having a marketing uh, person on their team. But so when is there a difference between like when you should be hiring an employee versus in hire, hiring a company or a contractor to take care of tasks for you? Well, I think if you're looking at it strictly from an ROI standpoint, that's when you make your, you, you've got to take emotion out of it. And I think a lot of business owners don't know how to do that. And this incredible thing called spreadsheets is so wonderful because it doesn't put the pressure on us to make an emotional choice. We can let the numbers speak for themselves. And it's simply charting it out one column against another charting out. Okay. What does the full-time employee cost plus payroll tax plus space for them to work what about the utilities what about the you know 
the retail in the, the, the space for them to sit at the desk space. So there's a lot of expenses more than just 15 bucks an hour or whatever hourly rate we decide on. So once you pencil all that out and then you compare that to someone to outsource it to an independent contractor, that's already got those costs sunk and chances are they're going to be more efficient with that opportunity with, with their function. I assume that you could probably perform marketing tasks with social media four times faster than me hiring somebody right out of college. That's got a marketing degree. That's still got a learning curve under their belt. And as a business owner, I gotta, I gotta weigh that into it. And if, and if it's flat and my employee costs this, my independent contractor costs this, I'm going with an independent contractor because I'm also reducing my liability. Got it. Okay. So that comes on to cost. I think also, I think that there has to be those, some additional benefits when you beyond the, the actual financial of having an employee, right? So one of the things that I think that I have, my agency has as a disadvantage to not having um, someone like boots on the ground is like, we work with businesses who are busy working on their business. They're in there. They're hustling. They're doing those roofs. They're adjusting those backs. They're fixing those teeth. Their first instinct is never to whip out their phone and take a picture or tell me what's going on or do that live post. But those are always going to be the pieces of content that perform best. So there, I feel like when you, one of the things to consider when you're talking contractor agency or an employee, what the additional benefits are, correct? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you, there's going to be the pros and cons, but let me put my business consultant hat on because I love to play this role from time to time and work with small business owners and kind of get in the weeds with them. That's just an excuse. Mm. They don't have, they have time to take out their phone and take a picture, but it's an excuse. They don't want to grow. They don't want to grow. <laughs> That's on them. That's a hundred percent. If you really wanted to grow your business and you wanted it to, to, to propel and be a rocket ship and start opening up multiple locations, you're going to pull out your dang phone. You're going to take a picture. Because and that's I, agree, how important I can it is agree with that, but a benefit to having like an in-person marketer is that they can just do that for you. Like they can be the one taking the picture of you you know, fixing that teeth, doing that roof, holding the camera so you can do a video. I think that having an additional person in house adds that extra benefit. So if like that's an important thing for your marketing strategy, it's definitely something that's worth considering, not just in a marketing position, but in any position There's like, do you need to have this person in office to perform their tasks for you better? A hundred percent agree. But let me add in one element. If you're going to hire somebody in house to do your marketing, then let them do your dang marketing and hold them accountable by a scorecard. Because I know a lot of doctors, we work with a lot of them. We, I'm a business owner and I'm as stubborn as anybody out there. So I'll take, I'll, I'll put the blame hundred percent on myself first. We can't do everything. We can't be micromanaging every single position inside a company. So if we are going to hire that marketing person to pull out their phone and do a photo take a video, do a quick Facebook live. We have to let them do their job and we have to give them the creative boundaries to do it and do it well, knowing it's not exactly what I want, but at least it's 80% to what I want. Mm -hmm. And then you measure against it on the scorecard. You can be able to look at it weekly and say, Hey, 60% of your posts were terrible. They had terrible engagement. So you're in the red camp for this, for this scorecard review. We need to get our, interaction rate higher or else it's not the right position for us. 
Awesome. All right, guys, if you are just joining us, we are talking with Ryan Naylor today about how hiring can help you grow and market your business. If you are watching us live on Facebook, make sure you type boring over uh, in the comment section now so you can subscribe to our show. And hey, if you're watching this over on YouTube or on your favorite podcast platform, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you don't miss our episode that comes out every single week. All right, Ryan. So what is an A player driven company? I know this is something that's really specific to you and what you've going on. So break it down for us. Yeah. So this is going to come right back to the scorecards. Can I be full circle here? So back to our example, a lot of times as business owners, we feel hostage to our employees. Um, talking with a client just recently uh, who has a very important office manager role that it's a service-based business. This office manager is the pulse of their company. However, every single technician in this service-based company hates the office manager. Oh no. That's a, that's a problem. But the business owner won't change his position. Why? Because he's scared that she knows more than he realizes. So he's got this fear in the background that says, well, there's things that she does. I don't know how to do it. And I, and, and if I let her go, who's going to figure it out? It's almost like Actually, she made herself irreplaceable, but at the same time made herself unbearable. Right. And so that fear of the unknown of what you don't know is preventing them from thriving as an organization. So she's a, she's a classic C player employee. Okay. And the problem is that this employee has been around for three years, three plus years. And it's to that point where it's become acceptable. Now imagine the tone that that's setting with your technicians. They mm -hmm. publicly know that you're not really thrilled with this person, but she still has a job. She still gets the end of year bonuses, just like everybody else. She never gets reprimanded. So what, what happens to the technicians? They go from being hired as an A player. I'll get, get my hands on screen here. They go from being an A player and all of a sudden they're a B player because it's comfortable. And before you know it, they're better than her, right? Exactly. And before you know it, they become they could become really complacent to the fact that a C plus in their eyes looks really good, and they're okay with that. And as an organization, guess what we just did? We lowered our average to the lowest common denominator, and it's always going to happen. And as a business that wants to thrive and grow, we have to hold a line for a player experience. And that becomes the power of building a bench. So when we create scorecards, the scores in the rubric is based on A player level. And if you come below it and you be, show me a B player month, okay, we're, let's talk about it. Let's figure out what the gaps are. And let me share with you why it's important that you become an A player next month. And what happens? If they don't become an A player next month, they, become, they get a 30 day notice. Yeah. That's not you being a bad guy. That's them being a terrible employee. And a lot of times we have the wrong impression because we're scared of being the bad guy. And the reality is they are, but we have to be able to explain it. I also, I find this very interesting. I, I hear this a lot, unfortunately, with my husband, um, with his work now, and this is like in a reverse situation. So my husband works in this really super cushy division of maintenance in the Air Force, like super cushy <laughs> and so they recently got a new shop chief and this new shop chief came in and she's like 
we're changing things, we're working harder, we're gonna make sure that our programs are kept up. We're going to take us from being this eh to this wow with our with our shop. And everyone was so irritated about it because they were so happy operating at this like lazy, just getting by level. Now they had new management and they were expected to do better. Now, does it feel good to get recognition from your big boss, like your commanders and things like that? Of course it does. But to them, it's more short sighted with that. So I feel like it's like a twofold thing. It's like when you, when you let something dip down for so long, when you finally can't stand up and you make the desired change, you're going to be met with resistance at the same time. There's the term cleaning house. <laughs> you can't do that in the Air Force, but yeah, I get what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. You know, you're, you bring up a really good point. And I think as business owners, we get scared to do it mm-hmm. because we're scared that this once a player will leave. We're scared. I- I think for me, it's more, and honestly, this is what it's like for me, and and I've recently gone through this. That's why I feel like I can talk about this openly. For me, it's if I get rid of this person who was operating at a base level, they're still helping me so that I can continue to do what I need to. If I get rid of them, I have to pick up that slack. And that's just more work for me on top of everything else I have to do. Yeah. And that's, and that's kind of the risk reward of being a small business owner. It is. And, we, and, and when we find ourselves afraid of, of that, then that's when we're going to become victim to our own company. And we can't do that. We have to control the destiny of our own company. Just like we want to control the growth rate, we have to be able to control the failures. And once we take ownership that maybe we didn't hold people accountable to the right level, once we can do that, now we're moving in the same direction with everybody on the same team. And, and one thing I just want to make mention is it's not, it's not hard to get B players to a level mentality mm-hmm. and a player. Think about it. You close your eyes. You think about a players that you've ever dealt with in your life, whether it was people in your same church, whether it was a players on the same yoga club, whether it was a players previous job that you've worked with, a players want to surround themselves with A players. So the quickest way to drive an A player out of your organization is to continue to let C players work for you. That is the quickest way to lose your A players is to let C players continue to work in your organization. So you think about that for a second. Which one do you value most? You value A players or you value C players? Because you're going to be telling the A players that you value C players by not letting them go and continuing to allow mediocrity inside your organization. And the way you fix it is strictly with great communication, the right meeting rhythm, reviewing and aligning expectations can really set the tone to make sure your C players know where they stand. And it will set everybody's butts on fire. It will seriously light a match that, that can motivate in the right direction for everybody. Mm-hmm. Oh man, just got deep up in here. (laughs) This isn't surface level stuff, is it? No, it's not. And like I said, it's just so complicated. Like hiring a team, like I remember when I hired my first contractor, like how, how big that was for me, how afraid I was, how like all these things, this was like nine years ago. Like it was a long time ago, but like now I can't imagine not having 
the team I've built and, and molding them into my image and loving all over them as best as I can. Like, and like, we're still continuing to grow and we're still continuing to look at, we still get bad people in because sometimes they start out great and then they just like poop out. And like, and I always try to ask like, like you were starting out great. What's happened. I kind of try to like work through it because again, with my agency, as a lot of you already know, if you listen to the show, I hire military spouses to be our team members. And so like so a lot of times what happens with the decline is something military related happened. Like, oh, my husband's TDY or my husband's deployed or, you know, um, we have to move or we just got orders or something terrible happened with, with his shop. And it's just kind of like messed me up in my own way. So I think that my, my, my question for you in relation to this subject is like, how do, how does your company culture and like what you stand for and stuff, help keep people at the level you want them to be at when it's not necessarily that they are a C or B player. It's just something's happened to them that's caused them to like have a struggle and dip in quality. Because I think that there's like, like you said, there's like culling, you know, purging people that, that are not working for you. But at the same time, like I feel like there's sometimes more that goes into it. Like what are your thoughts on that? Listen, hardships happen to everybody. It's not going to escape anyone. And mm -hmm. there's always going to be difficulty. And it might be more often in the military world. It might be less often in a suburban, you know, town in North America than somewhere else. The reality is, is that we're all going to have moments of problem. Mm -hmm. And that could be weather related. That could be family related, health related. We always have those problems. But this is the way I define it is when I deal with an employee in this situation is I will look at them and I will say, I can't imagine what you're going through. And I understand we want to, we want to draw out that emotion. We want to identify it and we want to label it. We know you're dealing with this. I can't imagine how hurtful that must be right now. Now, as part of your, scorecard your responsibilities include one two three i imagine it might be tough to hit your a level mark this month what can we do to surround you and support you to help you get to the a level mark do we need to bring in additional resources let me know how i can help you and what that's doing is it's defining two things one it's letting them know you still take responsibility seriously but number two, it's showing compassion and saying, hey, my employer is willing to work with me during this time. And I can't create an excuse, but we can create a structure that we can still accomplish what needs to get accomplished. It just might not be on my plate right this second. But I do. I am held expected because otherwise you'll find that employees take advantage of this left, you know, all the time. That's just kind of what they do. They will test. They will test the boundaries. And we just need to define, we accept it and there's going to be problems. And that's also aligned with core values. If you're an organization that's got deep core values and you hire to those core values, you train against those core values, but you're willing to fire against those core values, it really won't be a problem. It's gonna, there, there's always hard conversations, but it won't keep you from making great decisions. 
Well, that is great. All right, guys, I hope that you have learned a lot about how having a great A, an A-list team player company is going to help you grow and market your business that much better. Ryan, what's the best place for people to get more information so that they're able to just crush it with their hiring and company culture skills? Yeah, Great. AvivaHR.com. We have a tremendous resources section we devote a lot of time to. There's a lot of uh, job description templates, especially if you're hiring for a new role that you haven't hired for before. Um, jump on there. We've got employee handbook templates. We've got those job scorecard templates. And then we also do a lot of educational learning opportunities. So feel free to jump in there, uh, jump around the kind of the resources area of our website, and you'll uh, be able to use any of that stuff for free. Awesome. All right, guys. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. Thank you for being on, Ryan. And like we always say in military life, it is never goodbye. It is see you soon. So until next time, we'll see you soon. Thanks for listening to Marketing for Your Boring Business. If you like this episode, please leave a review on iTunes and share this episode on social media. Want more? Subscribe or get the latest episode of Marketing for Your Boring Business. This podcast is presented by All-in-One Social Media.